Alrighty, welcome in to Play by Play Podcast, Rugby World Cup edition week number four. The band is back together. Jordan Hughes with you alongside me, Tyler Campbell, Rian Stowers. Uh, lads, how are we doing? Yeah, going well. Yeah. Um, looking really uh, fresh coming back from France there, mate. Thank you, mate. It was Good a great, two weeks. It was a great trip. Uh, shout out Rian, thanks for making the time, mate. <laughs> got, the day, got the day right, the time. Yeah, mate, work's been a bit. He, he's promised us some good analysis this week, guys. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. Look, he brought his book, too. He's ready he to forgot go. about Wednesday, so he said he was going to bring a notebook. Yeah. Anyway, it's great to have the crew back together, the dream team. We are cooking. There's been plenty of footy, which has been very exciting. Um, so we get straight into it. I guess what I want to start with sort of who's hot, who's not, boys, uh, with the player, a moment, a game. I'll start with the, the king over here. Uh, what do you reckon, brother? Uh, uh, going into it, we said... Mark Talia is one of our favourites mm. for him to uh, start off this World Cup really well. And I think he's proved that he's a world-class winger. I think um, not Australia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll do a full breakdown about that a bit yeah. later. But, yeah, yeah. disgusting. Um, tough? Yeah, for, um, who's hot? I actually, I know we didn't want this, but I have England down there at the moment. Mm. I think they've been playing some pretty clinical footy. You know, it's not exciting, but they're getting the job done and they're sort of ticking over their wins. Um, the big four's all hot. Yeah. New Zealand, France, Ireland, South Africa. Um, and, you know, a big one for a player for me from NZ is I think Damien McKenzie stepped up. And I can't see how you don't have him in your 23 next week going into uh, yeah, a quarter fi- final. Carving up. Uh, and who's not? Oh. Uh, I had Australia down too, but we'll, we'll skip through that for now. But I also put Argentina down. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I just expected a little bit more from them. They had a good chance against England uh, with that early red card to get that win. They didn't get the result there. And they've ticked over wins, but I don't think they've been convincing. Like, no. if I'm Wales, I'm, I'm quite happy to sort of play them in that quarterfinal. Yeah, uh, for me, who's hot? Uh, the Welsh. That was sort of a surprise packet. We didn't really expect them to be as good as they have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're carving up. And then who's not uh, the demise of the 685 Samoa losing to Japan? Uh, that's for me. I want to get your take on that, mate. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. I think I think all three Pacific Islander nations, I think. Mm. I thought that Fiji were going to be – like they're still doing well, but I thought they would, they would do a lot better than they have. Tonga as well. Harsh, mate. They're two. They're two from. Oh no, almost beat the Welsh. One yeah, together, yeah. Right? But like you know, close games. Like Robbed. I thought, I thought they'd be blowing out teams. Yeah, yeah, but not as good. I think Tonga as well. Like we were saying, I thought that they would. Yeah, know, they're sort they'd of be they able to spend, found today. Yeah, no eighty performance, uh, eighty minute performances, which I thought they would have this this World Cup. My thing for them has been their depth got tested. Too many injuries. Mm. In in key positions, you look at the six eight five band. They've got Lima back this week, but he hasn't really played any minutes. Yeah. Lost his T, so that could have affected the whole team. <laughs> did he get it back or what? Oh, I haven't heard that he's got oh, it back yet. Um, and then for Fiji, obviously Caleb Munsell's out. Yeah, uh, they've probably struggled a little bit for a goal kicker that they ended up putting the halfback on, who was phenomenal at kicking against Aussie. Poor Aussie, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just think their depth got tested with the injuries and it sort of affected them a little bit. Um, yeah, so we'll do a full recap. Before we do that, I just want to do a quick little shout-out to my boy, Ollie Connaughton. Um, his dad's a kit manager at the Wallabies and he got me a fully signed jersey, the World Cup Australia team. Uh, obviously, not the greatest World Cup to remember, but 
support the Australian team. So thanks, Ollie. Uh, very stoked. We'll get that frame for the, the podcast room. Uh, so we'll get that going. But uh, yeah, so recap, of course, I want to start with the Ireland versus South Africa game a few weeks ago. Obviously, we weren't together. I was watching it in a pub in Leon, and the atmosphere was crazy. You saw the zombies singing after it. Uh, massive win for the Irish. What was your take on that, boys? Um, I actually had it sort of down here, like that crowd reaction was one of my points. Um, I just think, you know, people talk about rugby sort of dying, dying off. I think you have just been amongst the World Cup. We've been watching the World Cup at home, and I think it's almost bigger than ever. Like, those crowds have been phenomenal. But in terms of the game, um, South Africa's goal-kicking cost them. Yeah, 10 points, I think, left out there. Yeah, they well, four. I have four missed, so I think there was three penalties and one conversion. Mm. And what do they end up losing by, nine points or whatever yeah, it 13, is? Yeah, 13-8 final score. Yeah, that's a, that's a difference, and I think it, it's been rusty throughout the whole sort of campaign for them. So I think Andre Pollard could be stepping into that 10 jersey sooner than we expected. Um, obviously, the physicality of that game, you saw Ireland in the first couple of minutes. That's test match footy yeah, right there. They right? come straight out, made a statement, and that game was, you know, not the most exciting running rugby, but you're on the edge of your seat, the physicality, there's big hits, big collisions, and then the man, he's from the Chiefs, and I wish he was wearing a black jersey, but Bundy Aki, he's been Beast. probably one we didn't bring up and who's been hot because yeah, he's been unreal for them and... He's, he's been killing it across the park. He's scoring tries. He's putting big hits in. He's getting them over the game line consistency and helping that sort of Irish attack flow on. Uh, I've got a Uri. Obviously, Irish looking like the real deal. What'd you make? I guess they're outside backs as well, looking pretty sharp. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, Ireland coming into the World Cup, they're not one of the... They're obviously a top nation team at the moment, but like in terms of World Cups, I thought maybe under that sort of pressure, they might crack a little bit, but like they've really... They're really showed up and I didn't think that they would beat South Africa eh? I mm. did not think that would happen but I'm happy to be surprised and if it's not New Zealand winning I hope it is Ireland the Irish it was, it's a New Zealand back line pretty much well, yeah wouldn't like some, I would like someone fresh winning it it would be, <laughs> yeah, it would be yeah. nice but well I said the Ireland from the get go so hopefully they can keep it moving uh, we'll talk about it Wallabies worse Wales 40 points to 6 I was there in stadium uh, one of the most just depressing moments of my life just watching that live <laughs> Uh, I guess watching it back here, boys, how do you sort of see it? Look, I hate it as a New Zealand fan. Like, we're quite associated with Aussie, our super rugby and stuff like that. And seeing them sort of, I don't want to use the word fail, but not accomplish what they sort of set out to do and not live up to their standard, you know, it's it's hard to watch. Um, I just think Wales come into that game with a good game plan and Aussie just folded in key moments, you know, it's being put up there, the line out, they're on attack, they're looking to get back in the game, gets turned around, I think Jack Morgan gets it, bangs a 22 to 22 kick. That was the moment, like take the three points there, do you not yeah. think? Like, it, it just, in hindsight, you're like, yeah, take the three, they should have taken the three, if they score, we don't have this conversation. Yeah. I, it, it's a hard one, you know, and I hate to sort of go against what the captain's called there, but. Yeah, look, I personally would have taken the three. And, and the way it happened too, like, they just all just fell over. Mm. Like, he doesn't get much worse. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And I think that's just summed up the World Cup. Yeah. You even look at the game against Fiji before it, the amount of turnovers and they're dropping their heads. You know, Fiji was so strong on that ball and dominated the breakdown. Aussies just, yeah, uh, I feel for them. And you could see the emotion in their sort of face on the TV yeah. and everything. And I don't know, I don't get when people say they don't care. Mm. Yeah, that's crap. No one goes in to lose. Yeah. yeah. Like the professional athletes, the reason they're at that level is because of how competitive they are. So, you know, it sucks for them and I hope 
they can sort of turn around and build it back up because the last thing I'd want to see is New Zealand pull away from them as well and that's the demise of Super Rugby because they're not putting results yeah, up out there. It affects everyone. Um, Ray, well, how do you sort of see it? I think um, like one of the first times that I've like fully agreed with something that Sonny Bill Williams has... And he actually made sense when he said it. Yeah, like fully, like straight to the core. He was just straight at them and I think that's kind of what Rugby Australia needs at the moment, someone who's just going to call them out for like bullshit that's going on yep. at the moment like they went into that world cup thinking about four years yeah after so the um what was the term he said the smash and grab of this yeah. you can't do the world cup like it was just no. yeah yeah you pay the price and he did he yeah. bloody earth he did and um we just talked about experience and those moments we lost does michael hooper make that decision yeah does quade, quade. cooper pick better corners and it's nothing against the tens sort of backfires when you pick one ten in Carter Gordon and he gets dropped yeah. after one sort of mediocre performance and you're putting in a guy who's barely played any ten throughout the year, Ben Donaldson. He's he's a local club. Waratahs didn't want it. Mm. Like and now he's our best ten in the country. Yeah. Um just from my point of view, like being in the stadium, like I've never been I didn't cheer once. I feel like I didn't get excited at mm. all. It was just an absolute debacle. Uh, the Welsh were everywhere when they showed Eddie Jones on the screen, just the booze was just deafening. And then they showed Warren Gatlin, everyone's up on their feet, cheering. Um, I guess, yeah, so anyway, disappointing to be, obviously great to be there, atmosphere-wise, it was awesome, but yeah, disappointing result. Um, and then, I guess, the aftermath of where we're at, Australia, where do we, where do we go from here, boys? <laughs> Everyone's going to have their opinion on this. I don't want to hear yours, Tyler. Um, <laughs> I sort of agree with things that have sort of come from Drew Mitchell. Mm. And he's someone who's so passionate, who's worn the jersey, yeah. who loves Aussie rugby and wants to see them do well. And he's right when it comes to asking questions at the top. Um, if I was to compare us to other codes within Australia, they seem to have it right. Yep. You know, there's good pathways, there's um, opportunity to sort of train and play at a level. You might not be at sort of NRL, for example, but you you come down to Q Cup and you're playing and training at a professional level and you're earning money doing it. We don't really have that in Aussie rugby at the moment. I know the NRC's sort of gone up and folded and there's been a lot of stuff around that, but there's no second tier to build that development and keep players, you know, playing full-time. Like, I've just come off a Challenger series where they've, the Reds have made up games to give their contracted players, you know, a chance to sort of strive and compete in the off-season. So I just think we've got to find a, a way to sort of have... Aussie players playing full time and have a way to build up grassroots rugby that kids want to put the, the gold jersey on. Like it used to be back in the day. Um, yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess what, what do you reckon, Ree? Yeah, I think same thing, but it even goes like as far as like social media, like pages and stuff like that, getting the interest back into rugby. Like, you know, like you watch a prime example, that grand final build up for the NRL was like, some of the best media footage that you like. Yeah, the content's fine. Yeah, the yeah. content is like it gets people in seats, and even like they're doing those crossovers with America, with the NFL, they're taking the sport across the world. Like obviously, rugby's big in other parts, it's, but it's struggling here. Struggling, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess that's sort of a key take we spoke about before. Like being over there, rugby globally is unreal. Yeah. Like the French, the Welsh, yeah. the English, it's going awesome. It's yeah. just here. It's just here, yeah. And then everyone's like, rugby's dying. It's yeah, like, no, it's rugby's not. dying here. Yeah. Everywhere else, it's thriving. And you look at it, I guess we've got to compete against league, AFL. Like it's a tough market, obviously. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. back in the day, we did compete and we, yeah. and we won, yeah. you know? Do you feel there's a bit of sort of, is it tall poppy syndrome? Uh, that 
you know, you look at the NRA, you look at the AFL, they're quite happy to produce TikToks. They're quite happy to sort of like personality buy into sort the of personalities. Yeah. Like you look at the cheese, you look at even Ado Car, I know he's in a bit of trouble at the moment, but you know, Brian Tor, all of those guys, like they let them be themselves. They showcase yeah. their personality. They showcase what they are. Reese Walsh as well. Reese yeah. Walsh, like, you know, people hate him, but Jerome Luai. But they're like they're like people. They don't seem like a upper class. Which is what and what people can relate to. Yeah, yeah. yeah and exactly. I know everyone roasts all the league for their off season and yeah. stuff like that. But I just feel the powers within sort of Aussie rugby negate that a little bit with the players. Like I'd fall in line. Other than maybe Taniella, mm. who they probably probably can't control. To be fair, the thing, there's yeah. not really many personalities in that Aussie team that you can associate with. Well, you walk to go, let's go to Pack Fair, grand the shops. You go ask someone, name me a couple of Reds players. They can't, they can't do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. whereas you do it in league, they're household names, yeah. and that's the difference. Or one yeah, of the like reasons. superstars, yeah, like 100%. actually like celebrities in Australia. You don't, there's not really anything like that in rugby union. I guess it's, it does start at grassroots. It starts with the schools. Uh, for you, a lot of work to do. I'm hoping having a World Cup in 2027 can. And uh, is it 2025, the British and Irish Lions? The Irish Lions are coming here. We've got to yeah. turn around real fast. Like I just, that's a chance to sort of push rugby and sort of bring those personalities back into the game a little bit and get, get fans engaged. But, yeah, there has to be something changed sort of up top to allow to allow that within the game. I don't want to dive on too much onto it, but we'll keep going a little bit. Hamish McLennan, he's the chairman. Eddie Jones, the coach. They're the two power brokers at this uh, point in time. They're copying the most criticism. What do you do? You stick with the Eddie. Does, does Hamish got to go? Nope. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't think they're in a position now to to, to not stick with Eddie. Yeah, Re, like you, you're paying Dave Rennie's salary and you're paying his. So I don't think there's enough money there, and you're going to be paying Joseph Sawalis. Um, Did you I, see what they said about why they got rid of Dave Rennie? About yeah, um, they didn't won't get out, yeah. out of the pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even, yeah. why say that? Yeah, like, bro, that, that worked out well. Yeah, but that, that's the examples too. Like, he, the Aussie rugby shut down them posting the kumbaya stuff and the building of culture and the showing of the boys sort of getting around each other yeah. gets shut down because they didn't, you know, agree with his promotion of players. Yeah, and that sort of There's backfired in the oh. well short run at the moment. It could, you know, turn around in the long run. Let's hope but, so. Like, yeah. There's a lot that's really good and there's just really bad, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, as you said, I think they're stuck with Eddie for a bit. I think he has to, like, I think he's a good coach. Just maybe give him more time. Like, yeah. he's only, maybe he's only had four months. It was just, they brought him in on a World Cup year and he was looking ahead of it, like, look, which looks terrible. Like, yeah, maybe he can build something, but, like, this is the worst ever Australia has ever been in ever. the World Cup. Yeah. You, you know what happened? So Eddie Jones, I think they were always going to try and... Randy was going to last to the World Cup and Eddie's going to come in after. But then Eddie got sacked by England, so they had to make a decision now. And they yeah. panicked. Oh, shit, we'll take him now. I think that's how it played out. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I reckon you got to stick with Eddie. I reckon, reckon McLennan's got to go. I can get rid yeah, of Yeah, I, I agree. I think there needs to be a change there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who comes in. I don't know who's the candidates to yeah, come in. you to find a top executive to do it. Exactly yeah, right. It, it, Get someone passionate. Yeah, I think someone it, who yeah, loves I'd love to game. see a Drew Mitchell in there. Yeah. I don't know how his business side of things yeah. is. Mate, they'll all be drunk. Yeah. <laughs> no, but something that's going to sort of relate to people as well. Mm, yeah. We just talked about We want to get people back in the game. Well, yeah, someone that can connect. I think you posted today, one of the boys, how the All Black Springboks bring their former players in, and we don't do that very well. Yeah, like it's like a um, you get the jersey, you take it to a better place where, mm. where, where you got it from. 100%. And I, there's not really that like respect I feel like for 
Yeah. Well, anyway, we could talk about this all yeah. oh, night, boys. We could be here for the whole hour of the podcast. Yeah, literally. Um, but yeah. But boys, we're still alive, you know? <laughs> Portugal, sure. they beat Fiji by eight. Well, I spoke to Zane. Oh, Ronzi's yeah. been saying that they've uh, been, actually been training this week, they've the last sort of three, four days. So, you know, they're ready to go. Yeah. And I've, I don't think it's going to happen. We'll get into that later. But yeah, it, it would be nice to still see them make the quarters after everything that's happened. Yeah. Imagine that. The comeback. They don't deserve to imagine the comeback. <laughs> imagine they end up coming back and winning the whole thing. Imagine, imagine the headlines of Eddie. Oh, was my plan all yeah, worked yeah. out? <laughs> oh god. Um, all right. So a couple of news story. I guess uh, the big one, Anton Dupont, that cheekbone. Um, yeah, that was brutal when I saw that happen. He'll play. Yeah, he'll he comes be back, back no matter what. You're, you're not missing out. It's a bit like um, oh, what's the South African captain? Kiosi, whatever. Uh, Khaleesi. Khaleesi. Yeah. He. Is rested with an ACL surgery, and this comes back. You've built the last four years to play in this World Cup, France in particular, being dominant, had time at world number one, at home. Like this is your chance to finally win a World Cup. You know, you, you don't want to be w- missing out because you've got a cheek fracture. And but the cheekbones are a hard one. How do you hide that? Like, you got to get that face, face mask. He could be the new LeBron James of the black mask. Yeah, he might need something. Right, Artie had the goggles, eh? Yeah, the goggles. Yeah. Yeah. The Maybe goggles. he lasts like half an hour and just yeah, chucked them off. <laughs> yeah, uh, he'll play. Yeah, yeah. he ha- yeah. I, I, this is France know this is their best shot at winning a World Cup in, in history. So. Do you reckon they, like, they aim for quarters? Or do you reckon they'll wait for semi? I, I've heard quarters. Yeah, right. Um, it has to be quarters. I think the yeah, quarterfinal is bigger than the you're semi. Right, yeah. You're going to risk it? Yeah, well, fuck. The problem is the quarter's bigger than the semi. Yeah, especially because I'll end up playing... South Africa. Yeah. And Ireland will play NZ if everything plays out this week. Yeah. Um, on South Africa, the Andre Pollard called back into the side. Uh, he's obviously trying to kick those those goal-kicking issues. Drinking walk straight back into that 10 jersey. I think he's named to start this week. Is he? Yeah, right. Oh, no, they're not playing this week. I haven't, uh, they're done, I think. Yeah, they're done, sorry. Yeah. Um... I think he'll go close. Mm. As much as LeBook has been really good, I, d- I just think that goal kicking, the way South Africa plays, how they grind you out, kick for the corner, take the three, that sort of stuff, he he has to be in there at least on the bench and comes on early if the goal kicking's not going well. Mm. Yeah, I reckon they need him. Um, touch on New Zealand quickly. Obviously, a big performance this morning, 73 points to nil. Shout out TC, nice little multi-cash there. Mm. Uh, they covered the 65 and a half spread, I think it was, in the end. Um, yeah, how do you think you're tracking, boys? What do you reckon? It's hard to tell. Yeah. yeah. Like, obviously, we lost to France, and then we've put on 96 points, Bro, uh, Italy 84 points. Italy, are, uh, like, they're not a terrible team, yeah. and the All Blacks made them look terrible rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still think there's a lot of errors in their game. Mm. Uh, even this morning, and you know, a big thing from this World Cup, I think, is how teams adapt to the ref, the refs, because I think there's a big discrepancy between Southern Hemisphere and Northern Hemisphere refereeing, mm, yeah, and true. we've seen that at times, and the way TMOs actually come into the game. Yeah, like this morning, if you, I don't know if anyone watched it, but that first sort of twenty minutes, was it was twelve nil? Like yeah, first four disallowed tries from the TMO coming in, mm. saying neck roll on a clean out. Uh, one was a knock on, which was fair. I think it was three, two neck rolls and. One uh, high tackle or something that, and they just were denying tries. So, yeah, I just think as much as you're reviewing who you're playing, you got to start reviewing now who's refereeing and how they referee the game because it's so different. Was it Foster that said he said something that um, officials are going to have to start to pick which brand of rugby? Yeah, he had a he had a crack at a little the digger. Irish and South African game. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, I sort of like he compared his 96 points against the South Africa Island game. Like, aren't they sort of apples and oranges? Yeah. 
I, I didn't agree with yeah. that call, but I, I did understand what he was meaning yeah. around the style of footy, and I think the refereeing sort of has been dictating that, so I, I'm not sure how that's going to play going forward. We know the South African, what's her name, that Rossi or whatever, yeah. <laughs> he'll complain about something uh, about refereeing, yeah. he always does. Passionate man, yeah. yeah. And that's how everyone is, because everyone's so used to being ref differently around the world. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're, what they do with their teams too, right? like their backline, they've got options, haven't they? Yeah. What, the All Black? Mm. Oh. Like, yeah. what, what do you do? you got Will Jordan standing That's up. That's a McKenzie, headache, eh? Like, Talia, having like, that much depth, that's got to be like... like how do you not pick Lester? Yeah. Like, he's been you... unreal in his two games, and he offers a bit different where he's good on the ball and he gets you over the game line with his mm. carries. So, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Go the big winger, small winger. <laughs> Will Jordan has to be in there. Yeah, yeah 100%. The 15's the big question. Yeah. I know there's a lot of uh, hate towards Bodie. Mm. In the New Zealand media mm. I, I never thought he was a 15 To be honest No and I think he's, There's just been a lot of Kicking in his game Yeah um, And yeah. you know Sometimes it's great Bushy Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Bushy Herbert um, Yeah so I don't know I think everyone's going to be Sort of waiting for that Team list to come out Next week And people are going to Complain but we just Got to ride and back yeah, The boys either, there Either way It's going to be Oh this should have happened This should have happened But by the way, you're going home the quarters anyway, so I wouldn't worry about it too much, boys. Shh. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into, into some previews for the weekend. Uh, France versus Italy tomorrow morning. The line's 26.5. The total's 56.5. Uh, we saw, obviously, I think it's Luca, Luca, the new nine, uh, with Jalabert. They're teammates at Bordeaux, so that combination will be fine, I'm sure. Uh, what do you reckon? Do you reckon they'll just do a New Zealand and destroy them, or do you reckon it'll be close? I think it'll be closer than New Zealand. I think it'll be hard to get... A game like that, yeah, almost ever again against another quality side, but yeah, France would definitely win. Do they cover the twenty six and a half? Is there some gambling terms? It is. Yep. Uh, what does that mean? So they win by twenty six and a half points. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not a gambling man. <laughs> You're a rugby man, though. I'm a rugby man. What do you reckon, Tyler? Um, yeah, I have France covering the line. Yeah. I just think do or die game. I thought it was um, kind of low that number. Yeah, so did I after last week. Yeah, and I was so I've jumped on that. I've got France covering the negative twenty six and a half, and I've got uh, anytime Benoud, Benoud. I yeah. still don't know how to say it. But yeah, Pano. he's been in quality form on that edge, and those, those are my sort of solid two picks. And since the podcast ain't coming out till tomorrow morning, well, I'll, uh, probably, I'll, I'll probably put it out tonight now. Uh, now after we're talking this, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I'd also if you want to go for a big multi, I'm adding in the hooker. And I'm also adding in uh, Jonathan Dante. I think he's been in good form since yeah. he's come back too. So exactly. here's your three try scorers in your line. That's what I've got written down as well. Yeah, I like France minus 26.5, like over 56.5. Ramos, Dante and Pano, try scoring options for me. Um, all right, then we go to a big clash. The Welsh versus Georgia. Georgia paying $9.50, line 17.5, total is 50.5. Anscombe uh, in the 10 jersey, resting Jack Morgan in, in bigger. Uh, Georgia, they've showed plenty of fight. Yeah, more than I thought that they would have. There was a scare last week of Fiji. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine they lost that? That penalty, when they got the kick for goal, Fiji, that was a bit dodgy, mate. Dodgy. Oh, F- Fiji, <laughs> Fiji deserved <laughs> dodgy, one after mate. the Wales <laughs> dodgy, game. Dodgy, mate. You sounded very Australian there. <laughs> Bro, like, um, I think one of the Georgian players was over the ball. A Fijian player comes in from behind, pushes him over, he gets caught on the ground, then they get that three points yeah, from that. there were some tough calls, eh? Bit dodgy, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you lean here, Tyler? I've got Wales covering the line. 
yeah. at 17 and a half. I just think they're in good form. I know Jack Morgan's not playing and same as Bigger, but I think Anscombe's really stepped up in that 10 jersey and sort of has been growing week in, week out after his sort of uh, few years of injuries. Mm. And I've actually got big Georgie North crashing over for an anytime. That's good good cash there. Yeah, I agree. The Welsh, too good here. Mine's a seven and a half. They get it done. Um, then next up, massive encounter, England versus Samoa. Uh, the line is 20 and a half. Must win, obviously, for Samoa. And England, they have cemented top spot. Uh, they've gone to George Ford, 10. Farrell, 12. Rhea, I'll start with you. The 6 oh. five. Can they do it? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> England have been good. Another team that we had, like, and now who's hot at the moment. Um, I, I don't think that Samoa can beat them. They've got the gun Lima at 10. Duncan at 15. I hope so. I really no, they have. No, they have. Lima's no, no, I named. mean, I, I hope they can win. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I really hope they can win, but I don't think so. England are looking... Pretty strong. So they've got, so they got Ford and Farrell, and they've got Smith on the bench as well. All three of them. Yeah. Physical, I think. S- Smith looks like he'd cover the 15 jersey too. He looked really comfortable there in the game against Chile. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've got Samoa. Do they, and they cover the number. Get I reckon they cover the number. Yep. I, I, I think England will play a very um, sort of grinding it sort of game. Very similar to when they played Argentina. Kick to corners, starve Samoa of the ball, take their penalty shots, and... I've sort of got yeah Samoa covering that because you know they've they're playing for everything. England's sort of not playing for that mm. for that win, and then um yeah, I think Jamie George goes over off a mall try. The English mall's been very strong. They play that ten man rugby, which doesn't excite multiple people, but yeah. you know if it if it wins and it works for them, they won a World Cup off it in two thousand and three. Then I expect them to sort of stick to it. England. Boring rugby. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, quick quick points, guys. Quick points so I can sort of speak about it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I reckon that number's right on too. I reckon it might be... I reckon someone might get there. I can see England by 20. Uh, I can be very close. I'm like, I like Farrell for a try as well uh, for the English. Um, and then I agree with the game of the round. Ireland versus Scotland. Scotland's playing $5.60 if you like them. The line's 12 and a half. It's been moving a bit. Um, total's 44 and a half. Finn Russell versus Johnny Sexton. How good. Yeah, Finn Russell probably hasn't fired up much this World Cup. Mm. He's been a bit quiet. He's due one. Yeah, he's due. Um, but yeah, I've actually got Ireland covering it still, yeah. covering the ten and a half. I just think they've been quality throughout this tournament, and they'll be wanting to make a statement, sort of going into those quarters that yeah, we're ready to play New Zealand. You know, different game next week, obviously, but you can't look too far ahead, and they've gone in full strength. I expect another big one from Bundy, but um, I've actually got. I have Mac Hansen here for a crossfield kick, but I think it could be either winger. Yeah, I just think Ireland's been so money with their crossfield kicks between Hansen and Jonah Lowe, so you could bet either way there, but I've put down Mac Hansen to get sort of back-to-back crossfield kicks here. Free, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I think um, I think Ireland will be too good for Scotland. What, what are these... Don't look at my notebook. No, look at your the notebook. gambling terms. I don't like. I yeah, actually don't. Just, I don't tell, know. Me who's, tell me who's going to win. So the ten and a half minutes <laughs> after <laughs> Ireland will win. <laughs> that's oh, good. The that's how many points they'll win. By the dollar so two favourite. Good. Oh yep, yep. I agree with that. Oh, you're by an ten points. Okay. Have uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just go? You just go. Who's going to win by how many? That's how about you just take my phone after you just put your bets on and we'll see. Yeah, we've missed them. We've missed Ryan. Yeah, great to have you back, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, I reckon Irish. We'll do a job here. Mine's 12 and a half. Um, I like Hanson for a try and then Hugh Jones for Scotland to get one as well in the centres. Um, but yeah, I love the Irish. I'm all in on them. So I can like, keep it rumbling along. 
Uh, next up, this is the spot for the quarterfinals. Up for grabs, Japan versus Argentina. The line's 13 and a half. Both teams are sort of haven't really fired this tournament, mm. uh, but they sort of knew it would come down to this game. Uh, what do you reckon, Ray? Start with you. I think that Argentina will get up over Japan. I close? Think, yeah, I think it will be close. Um, like you said, both fighting for quarterfinal spots. Yeah. Yes, sir. And yeah, I think Argentina, too physical. Yeah. Yeah, Japan, obviously, they're impressed against uh, Samoa getting that big win. Um, but yeah, do you think Argentina too strong here, Tyler? Yeah. I th- I've, I've actually got Japan within the 14 and a half. Mm. I just think their passion and stuff sort of carries them through that game. But I think Argentina are looking for a sort of big performance and that for things awesome. to click. And I actually had Montoya scoring their hooker off a mall or close to the line. He's, yep. you know, he's probably the backbone of their team. He's their captain and he sort of leads from the front. So I'm expecting a big performance from him on the weekend. Yeah, I reckon Japan sort of, they match them early and then Argentina just overpower because they play so fast, Japanese. Um, yeah, Japan plus the points, Argentina win for me. Um, yeah, so that's what I've got really. And then we go Tonga versus Romania. Tonga looking for their first win in the tournament? Surely. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It will be. Uh, yeah, th- the line's 36 and a half. Uh, Romania have, you know, just making the numbers really, but <laughs> Tonga haven't really performed at all, so they'll be eager to put a good match up here. I actually think Tonga's been okay. Mm-hmm. Like they've, they've they've had the death run yeah. of Scotland, South Africa, Ireland. The Scotland game was a disappointing one. Yeah, South Africa they were better. I thought, so the, yeah, I thought I, I thought they'd just be closer. Like I didn't think that they would get up against those teams, but I thought it would be like compete a bit more of a battle. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you reckon here? What's the score? Oh, I've actually got like Romania haven't been great. <laughs> They're probably the one team that hasn't <laughs> competed or shown any glimpse of competing bar. Scoring the first try against Ireland. So I've actually got... Uh, the, the line was only negative 37.5 on mine. Mm, yep. So I've got Tonga covering that. And I've actually got our big Ben Tamiafuna trotting over. The I, big boy. I think he's been exceptional for he Tonga. Been, like yeah. He's been their best player. Yep. And I think he deserves a bit of sort of, sort of meat. He, um, you know, he works hard, moves that weight around the field. He's, I think he's the biggest player in the tournament by, by a lot. And yeah, I just think he sort of deserves that try. And I think he gets one. And I just think Tonga... Going for that win, haven't won. Bit disappointing. I'm just going to put on a bit of a performance and expect some highlights from Charles Pierce. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you got Tonga too good here. Yeah, Tonga too good. By how many? Romania. What do you reckon? Uh, forty. I agree. Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I can Tonga. 40 yeah, well. Tonga by forty. Oh. I like Piatow to get two tries as well, or well, two plus. Um, then our final match of the weekend, Monday morning, five a.m. Australian time. Fiji versus Portugal. A lot of Australians be watching this one. So Portugal need to win by eight points and Fiji not get a bonus point for Australia to win. Is that the... Australia to get in. Equation? Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you reckon, boys? The line's 20 and a half. I've got Fiji covering the line. Yeah, they're going to spank it. I think, I, yeah, I think they're going to smoke them. I think they'll come out with the performance that we've been waiting for yeah, for this yeah. World Cup. I, I don't think... Um, you know, Portugal had a good game, sorry, against Georgia. You know, obviously, I think they came away with a tie. Yeah. But I, I think that was their game. I, I just think Fiji, after last week, sort of underestimating Georgia a little bit, they're going to come out firing. I don't know how full strength they'll come into this. Is Tui Soga playing? Oh, well, I'm pretty he sure he is. How, how horrific, horrific oh, is all that? Oh, that that's so, it's terrible. So t- for him to step on the field after that. So apparently he's been, the son was having a long-term illness. Yeah. Or something, but yeah, just terrible. Uh, so yeah, so... Feeling for it, um, the big fella. But yeah, I think he's going to stay there and suit up. Yeah, I think um, Fijians are very religious people and I think this will be yeah 
He'll be playing for That's probably extra motivation. Yeah, a massive and, motivator. And, you know, that could probably play into them not playing their best last week either. True, yeah. You know, finding that out an hour before kickoff would rattle any person, let alone, you know, if your teammate finds that out, you'd be feeling the same. So Yeah, that's a great call, actually. I, I think they bounce back this week, and I've actually got yeah them to cover the line and Bodia for any time. I think he's been good on the ball. Oh, yeah. He's probably he's a beast. Eh? He's so good near the line too, and I just think there'll be a chance for him to sort of dot over this week. Yeah, I reckon Fiji's smacking by twenty five plus. Um, Australia, pack your bags. You're heading home. Nongo, <laughs> um, I'm not moving out of your house. <laughs> Do you see? Um, uh, you know Brad Harris, former Bond yeah. coach. He's assistant coach at Fiji. He made the comment. Remember Eddie Jones said about the credit card thing? Yeah, and the carver. And then yeah. Brad, Brad's come out and said, well, after he beat Portugal, we'll take Eddie's credit card and. Go take the boys out, <laughs> sort of give it back to him, eh? I sort of enjoyed that. From then some good Brad. chat. I saw there was one with the put, uh, Portuguese, like having like Rob uh, Rob Leota and Rob Valentini and all that in the jerseys and giving them Portuguese type names, <laughs> saying they're running out this week. Yeah, it's been great. Plenty of good headlines. Good um, yeah, so all in agreement here. Fiji by a lot. Yep, yeah, Fiji by a lot. Um, excellent. So that ends up. Our last sort of round here. I guess, give me your, your lock of the week. What's your most confident sort of pick of the weekend? Who you who you loving the most? I'll start with you, Stowers. Um, Tonga. Tonga. Definitely beating Romania. By 40. By 40. It's all right. That's the cover. I'll put, I'll put money on it as well. Really? Fucking hell. Open yeah. your wallet. Yep. Cobwebs. I'll start being a gambling man. No, don't do that, mate. <laughs> uh, Tyler? Yeah, obviously the Fiji and Tonga, like those games, I'm pretty locked on. But I actually think the French, the French one tomorrow morning. Yeah, I, I think they do a job. I think they sort of had their sort of off game against uh, Uruguay. Mm. That was their oh, hang on, we can't muck around. I think they go out there and you know, this is all about making statements and sort of sh- not showing your hand, but showing that you're ready to go into quarterfinals. So yeah, I think that's my other lock. Uh, and for me, I'm gonna go the Irish to win. Uh, for me, I'll go. I'll go minus the twelve and a half. So, might chuck them together with a podcast multi. The three of us go Tonga minus the thirty six, uh, France minus twenty six, and I'll go Ireland minus the twelve and a half. It was so. If you put it on, we take ten percent of winnings. It's part of the viewership of the, of the yeah, viewership right. of the podcast. Excellent. Uh, yeah. So lock that in. Uh, that pretty much wraps us up, boys. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to share? Anything's been happening on why I've been away? Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing too much. Yeah, nothing amazing. Stay out of trouble. Trying to, <laughs> um, but no, I just think this has been a very good World Cup so far. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Fozzy, but I know it would have hurt as a fan. But I just think the competitiveness and the sort of atmosphere that you're seeing over in these stadiums, like watching that, you know, we just talked a bit before about the zombie chant. Mm. But you know, seeing the stories from Jazzy and Jades and stuff like that who were there, yeah, like yeah that, that was, was okay. unbelievable. So good. That yeah. shows rugby isn't dead it's around not the dead. world. Great take there, Rick. Yeah. Might be dead here, but it ain't dead anywhere else. Yep. No, no, we're on life support. We'll, we'll bounce back, boys. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Hopefully, because we live here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd like to be playing quality rugby, guys. Yeah, yeah shit. Uh, all right, that leaves us here. Uh, week four of the Rugby World Cup podcast. We'll be back next week if Ring can turn up on time. Definitely. Uh, also, shout out Chicago Bears, Matt. First win today. Well done. Yeah, 100%. Ref and the boys, yep, highly. Of course. 380 days. Yeah. Is that how long it was? It's, it was over a year. Yeah, it's something bad. That's tough, mate. Do you reckon you go on a run here or what? Loyal fan. Uh, yeah. 100%. Hopefully. Yeah, lovely. Uh, all right, on that note, we'll catch you next week. Have a good weekend.